Hello. Welcome to Listen in Worship for St. Michael's and St. Mary's Churches for Sunday the 27th of September, the day we are celebrating the Feast of St. Michael and All Angels. We hope you enjoy the sermon and the hymn of the day. So, the sermon this morning. There is a saying that I have used myself. God's in his heaven and all is right with the world. It's Robert Browning. But surely there's more. God is also with us. God is among us, between us and also within us. Today's feast must first of all draw our attention to heaven, to the presence of God there, transcendent, majestic, glorious and worshipped by the saints and the angels. Revelation 4. In the midst of the throne and round the throne they rest not day or night, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. But this feast also draws our attention to other modes of God's presence. God with us, among us and in us. God is also among us and between us. Jesus said, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. So we can and we should think of God speaking directly to us out of his love and care for us as individuals. But God does not always work directly among us. The angels, the mighty ones who do God's bidding, assist in mediating the presence of God with us and among us. Firstly, angels bring messages from God. The very word means messenger. An angel called to Abraham as he was about to sacrifice his only son, telling him to stop and let Isaac live. An angel informed Zechariah that his wife Elizabeth would have a child. An angel appeared to Mary, announcing the birth of Jesus. An angel told Joseph not to leave Mary because a child was from the Holy Spirit. On the first Christmas night, angels proclaimed Jesus' birth to shepherds in the fields. These heavenly beings deliver us messages directly from God's mouth. Secondly, angels carry out God's work on earth. The Psalms, Psalm 35, describes an angel of the Lord driving enemies away or chasing after them. Angels minister to Elijah while he's in the wilderness for 40 days and nights, 1 Kings 19. Angels also minister to Jesus in the wilderness after his baptism and testing by the devil. Matthew chapter 4 verse 11. Angels carry out God's earthly work, judgment or comfort. Thirdly, angels deliver the people of God from difficult situations. In the Exodus, the angel of God travelled in front of Israel's army until the Egyptians caught up with them. Then an angel stood behind the Hebrew people to keep them safe from attack. When Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were in the fiery furnace, 
the angel of God kept them safe. Daniel chapter 3. An angel shut the mouths of the lions when Daniel was in the lion's den. Daniel chapter 6. And in the book of Acts, apostles are freed from prison by the angel of God. Acts chapter 5 verse 19 and Acts chapter 12. Fourthly, angels praise God in heaven. In the book of Revelation, John writes, All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God for ever and ever. Amen. And lastly, for now, for many of us, texts like these and Jesus' words, see that you do not despise any of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. That's Matthew chapter 18 and Hebrews 1 verse 14, which notes that angels are ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation. These texts lend to the comforting and widely held belief that God has assigned to each of us a guardian angel to be close by, to guide or protect. What do angels look like? Well, the prophet Isaiah saw God seated on the throne in a temple with seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. Daniel writes in Daniel chapter 10, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and beheld a man clothed in linen, with a belt of fine gold from Uphaz around his waist. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. Angels seem to be very striking in appearance, as the typical angelic greeting seems to be, do not be afraid as the angel said to Mary in Luke chapter 1. But there are examples of angels appearing in human form. The writer of Hebrews tells us, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Obviously, angels can appear in human form, looking just like the rest of us. But although angels appear in human form at times, they are not human and never have been. Humans too can undertake the work of God on earth. We recognise that and often colloquially in our recognition of their godly inspiration, we call them angels. But we are human, we're not angels and we don't become angels when we die though we too can be called by God, inspired by God, sent by God to speak his word and to act in his name. But I think that what we're called to notice today is that whether God speaks to us, heals us or comforts us directly, 
or whether he commands his angels to speak to us in his name, to guard and protect us in his name, to comfort us and minister to us in his name, or whether he invites another human person to speak his words to us, to help and hold and to comfort and to heal us in his name, to support and encourage and inspire us in his name. All of these things are examples of the faithful, loving care of our almighty and merciful God. We may be thankful to all those who do his bidding. We may hope even. We may hope, even expect to experience, to see or to bump into heavenly and even human angels from time to time. But the love and the care comes first of all from God himself. And to him be the glory. Amen. I cannot tell how he whom angels worship should stoop to love the peoples of the earth. Or why as shepherd he should seek the wanderer with his mysterious promise of new birth. But this I know, that he was born of Mary, when Bethlehem's manger was his only home, and that he lived at Nazareth and laboured, and so the Saviour, Saviour of the world is come. I cannot tell how silently he suffered, as with his peace he graced this place of tears, nor how his heart upon the cross was broken the crown of pain to three and thirty years but this i know he heals the broken-hearted and stays our sin and calms our lurking fear and lifts the burden from the heavy laden for still the saviour saviour of the world is here i cannot tell how he will win the nations how he will claim his earthly heritage how satisfy the needs and aspirations of east and west of sinner and of sage but this i know all flesh shall see his glory and he shall reap the harvest he has sown. And some glad day his sun shall shine in splendour, when he the Saviour, Saviour of the world is known.
I cannot tell how all the land shall worship when at his bidding every storm is still. Or who can say how great the jubilation when all our hearts with love and joy are filled. But this I know, the skies will thrill with rapture, and myriad, myriad human voices sing, and earth to heaven, and heaven to earth will answer, at last the Saviour, Saviour of the world is King.